Welcome to Movie and a Beer, everybody. This is Dan bringing us down, and on this wonderful, wonderful episode, we have some interesting things going on. Uh, this is an episode that we're really proud to have enjoyed and, appreci- and appreciate the uh, Chinese culture. The Lunar New Year is upon us. and Happy New Year! Oh, there we go. We hell's, have our, hell's our, bells. our usual awesome co-hosts and friends with us. Happy Year of the Rabbit. And, and we have some fortunes that we're going to take a quick peek at. We, we've got cookies with fortunes in them. We them. do have fortune cookies. Be demonstrative, but do it with dignity. And who is that who just read that fortune? I'm Aaron, and I read that fortune. <laughs> I'm demonstrative, but the dignity I'm working on. This is Blake, and I'd like to say that an ounce of gold cannot buy an ounce of time. Nothing can buy time. Except for that movie <laughs> In Time with Justin Timberlake and Amanda uh, Seyfried. Correct. But that's terrible. Don't watch that's it. That's a bad movie. Can you bide your time? I mean, I probably could. All right. And I'm Brian. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Wonton or dumpling? Ooh. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm jealous. So mine has something. It's got lucky numbers, and it says learn Chinese fork, and it's got cha... Z on one side, which means I was about to say, did you check the other side? And the other side has a fortune, and 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 mine is an understanding heart warms all that are graced with its presence. Aww. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a good. That's a good fortune. I like the fortune. So anyway, what did we watch tonight? We Dave? watched Terminator Two. House, no. Yeah, we did earlier <laughs> tonight, but we're what we uh, enjoyed House of Flying Daggers, and here in Portland, it's. You know, you'd think if they're with a larger Asian community that there'd be plenty of Asian beers available on the market, which most of them are Taiwanese and a lot of Japanese beers, but not a lot of Chinese beers. I went to a few stores looking, and the one place I found a couple that I have at least had one before and, and have a new one to try, um, I was able to get Yanjing or Yanjing. I do, do not know how to pronounce it, nor am I going to try. And I'm going to try. I'm going to say Yanjing. Yanjing? Yanjing. And, and there's a premium lager, and the other is Tsingtao, which is available in most, I guess you'd say Chinese restaurants, and most other, like Thai, and I've, I've seen it in a lot of Asian restaurants, but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that all of them have it. Right. So nationally distributed, uh, this Yanjing, I'm not sure if it's nationally distributed, because this is the first time I'd actually ever seen it. I don't know. It's and got so, the Great Wall of China on it, yeah. like on the label. I, I give props to... That uh, means it's authentic. It must be authentic. <laughs> the, uh, oh. the Well, we can get into it later, but I just saw where uh, it's been, where it's imported exclusively. Yeah. So, New Jersey? Is it imported through It's New close. Oh. New York. All right. Oh. So so we did House of Flying Daggers great, yeah. in great, honor, great which is a, an interesting 2004 film. We're back in 2004 for those that have listened in the past episodes over the last year. It's our happy place. It is a happy place we visit. Aaron fixed the time machine that I broke. <laughs> yeah, totally broke it. And um, we also do have uh, a, a fun shot of liquor called Baijo, which I don't know when the guys want to do it, but it, it's a pretty harsh uh, all grain. Well, it's not grain. It's actually rice. It's rice. Distilled from rice. Distilled from rice. So this is a, a, an alcohol that is pretty prevalent across China. Most small towns and villages have their own brand or have their own or people make it themselves. Oh, cool. It's just a distilled liquor from rice. So, like, they have vodka all over, you know. Russia. Russia and all over most of Europe. Like the Slavic world, yeah. Slavic world. Is that similar to whiskey being in Scotland and Ireland, or is that something different? Okay. It's just a traditional liquor that they made. Cool. Um, And that was actually purchased at Hollywood Liquor. So, you know, props to 
uh, Belmont Station and for Hollywood Liquor for helping us out with these drinks, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit. I don't know if we want to do the shot now or we want to talk a little. Well, I was going to ask, do you want to do the shot when we start talking about the drinks or yeah, do it now? Either way, we're recording yeah. what, we, what happens. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's do it then. Yeah, and then we can talk about the shot and then talk about the beers. Our, yeah. our listeners will hear. Yeah, we got sober moving in a beer first <laughs> yes. and then not. What are you talking about? I feel great. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, this is a, a great film. Uh, it came out after Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, it has the same younger female lead that that film has. Mm-hmm. And it's a great kind of love story, but there's political plot twists with the government and, and one of the gangs that's trying to, as they say, steal from the rich and give to the poor. Right. But they're still afraid of them because they're thugs and violent. Right. And, and so on. Yeah. And and they like and, to and they confront the authority. They do. They yeah. confront yeah. the authority. Yeah, it was the uh, the titular yeah. House of Flying Daggers, which I thought I watched this movie and I clearly didn't. Every scene, I was like, oh, 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 yeah, I saw this in the trailer, and I think that was about it. And most of the flying dagger shots had no idea it was like a Robin Hood stealing from the rich, give the poor thing. Had no idea there's a love story, a love triangle. Yeah, a tragic romance. Everyone right. dies in the end. I'm just going to plot spoil it. I wonder if I mean, this, this movie point. suffered somewhat for for coming out kind of so closely on the heels of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like may, maybe people like they saw that and that for I think people at least around my age, that was one of the big introductions to like Chinese cinema. I think for a lot of America it was. Right. It was hugely yeah. successful. Hugely <laughs> successful. Won several Oscars. Yep. And then it was parodied House, endlessly in terrible movies. House of Flying Daggers comes along not too long after. I wonder maybe if it had, you know, big shoes to fill. Well, the trivia I was checking out, this was different in that it's a is it Wuxia? Wuxia is I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. That, that style of film with the um the wire works and the the martial arts and the beautiful choreography, it's apparently strange for it to have like a lo- you know this much of a love story. It's usually focused on martial arts and like a broader story. Yeah. So it's different for them to have like two to three leads who are all like pining for each other and. Well, there's I think around this time there was a number of big budget films that came out of uh, China that had a similar kind of interesting storytelling yeah. but we're either centered more around war conflict and love was secondary where this one is just straight love story yeah 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 and and conflict internal with the government official who's trying to play the ruse and he gets played and then the person who's playing him gets played and it's like oh wow you know spent 3 years of my life thinking of you every day just to have you turn your back on me what's yeah. that about you know it happens. <laughs> the, the original cut was, what's up with that? <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> Here, let me st- stick this in your back, and then you can think about it. But aside from the uh, love triangle, which I personally felt kind of felt kind of flat, Yes, the fight choreography is astonishing and great to watch in this film. Yeah, you, you, uh, you had and, mentioned and, that most of the time it's two to three swings, and then that's a cut. They yeah, so, so shots. M- most Hollywood choreographed fights are two to three actions blocks in sword fighting. Yeah. And then they cut because actors can't remember that many moves. Moves. Mm-hmm. And this one, there were several times where there were seven to eight actions, blocks, p- repost, parries before they cut. Yeah. And it gave the fights a fluidity mm-hmm. and an intensity and even, and really a beauty that, that, I, as a Western audience member, am not used to seeing it at all. It was like watching a dance happen. Well, it's it's funny you say that because I was just going to say the lead actress uh, Zi uh, 
gosh, I forget her last name. I, I can't believe I'm spacing. Is it, uh, 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 Zhang. Z-H-A-N-G. Yes. Okay. Uh, but she doesn't have a martial arts background. She is a dancer. And she probably brings this like dance uh, aesthetic and this dance uh, perspective to her acting and to the the, the choreography of the fights. Uh, and I, th- I think we, you know, there's an early scene where uh, it's not a fight exactly. It's but uh, it looks like a fight, but it, she's it, playing drums with silk. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that. That was just like a dance scene. Right. It was really, really good. Yeah, but it segues into the first big fight of That's the film, true, yeah. which was also very fluid and in flowing robes and yeah. was a dance and a fight. But from a martial arts movie standpoint, it was it was beautiful. It was cool. Right. Yeah. Why are you and, trying to kill me? Yeah. And, and there were several fights later that were also really good fights. I mean... The the bamboo the first bamboo fight scene was like I think one of us had something to say all positive like this is right. so cool this has me thinking about uh, how a lot of Western movies will do fight scenes and Brian knows what I'm talking about the reason most of you and your friends hate watching fight scenes in these movies is because they do a thousand cuts one to hide bad choreography two because the actors don't remember all the moves and three to quote unquote hype up the action when you're just shaking the camera a lot. That can yeah. be done well. Yeah. But a lot if of places you cut use really it, quick, yeah. it, it impels action. It makes it feel yeah. like something's really going on. Right. But less less talented, I guess, cinematographers, directors. I'm not sure who really runs that particular portion. Editors, maybe. Directors and fight choreographers. Because the ones who cut it too often just make a jumbled mess. Right. The Bourne movies, the later Bourne movies were kind of falling into that as a crutch the first couple perfect the guy doesn't know where he is he doesn't know what's happening you're feeling his panic later like he knows who he is you should i want to see a good back and forth fight scene but here you could kind of follow along spatially oh who, yeah who is where and what are they doing and when there was a cut yeah. it's kind yeah. of like there was continuity of who is where and what are they doing that that's what i prefer in these kinds of movies yeah it's it, you right and you know, you're and, not confused you're like oh i see exactly what's happening and that takes time to get right yeah because if the if the actors can't quite remember their moves, a it gets dangerous. B it exposes they're they're using rebated or rubber weapons. Yeah, right. and C you've got to do a lot more takes because you've got to get it right on and film if you're going to do seven to eight moves before cutting to a different angle. And time is money, but and no but no money can buy time. Correct. So this was filmed in a couple of different locations, but primarily it was really interesting. You had mentioned towards the end as part of the trivia, if you go to IMDb, you'll see that this was filmed in part of Yugoslavia. Ukraine. Or Ukraine. Ukraine. The, and the, the final fight scene. Yeah, the final fight scene, big mountainous background, obviously kind of fall time, cloudy winter, natural lighting, very mm-hmm. diffused, very flat lighting. There was no spot. There was not a lot of shadows. So very nice. You could see everything pretty clearly. It feels like a normal thing with uh, Asian cinema, I, right? I, I was, it, I was, I was thinking about this because if, if you think of those like the the old school classic like uh, Chinese woodblock print of like a landscape scene and uh, like Chinese yeah. landscape art and and the way that you know the landscape itself, it, I don't want to say it has personality, but. I think there's a different relationship between the landscape and people and and the harmony of how people are fitting into that landscape. I think that the landscape in this movie was shown in several different scenes and and it wasn't that like oh the landscape was a character, you know, not like oh, that, but, but the, like the landscape was bigger <laughs> yes. than the figure the 
small human figures on the screen. And yeah, it, they, it, it zoomed out a lot. There was yeah. a lot of scenes where they were very small on the screen as compared to this giant picture. And, and mm-hmm. I think part of it was also visual still storytelling in that these are, as they even one of the characters said, we're just pawns in this big game. Right. And it's this big land and we're teeny little figures in this big giant scope. And it, you know, it made sense. I mean, I did forget there was a whole like dagger gang versus the government thing happening. Cause I was so focused on the love story. Like until they said they're like, Oh yeah, right. They're they're just two pieces in this whole big thing that's going on. Forgot so, about that. So uh, I also want to say too, we were talking about some of the, the practical effects. Like this didn't read like clearly some of the, the throwing knives and throwing weapons as CGI. But it no, 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 that's even more practice. That's how good it, the choreography is. It didn't it didn't read me it didn't read as a lot of CGI though. Like it read uh as some practical effects, but there is also, I think, kind of this like an Asian aesthetic where where they bend the rules with physics to some oh, extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like the the direction that uh, that weapons will travel is somewhat magical because somebody is so highly skilled that well, they the, can... the guy fired four arrows and they all hit the exact same time, that, even though he too. took like a f- few seconds to draw each one. Right, like that's. It, I mean, it, and, and then they hit the moving person in a spot that didn't kill him. It just went through their clothes. God, right. that was so cool. <laughs> yeah. They're that good, yeah. And and the there was a lot of wire work, and there were a lot of practical, yeah, effects, right? Um, that we don't have the time or the expertise to go into right now. But the wire work was great, and they mm-hmm. got some great shots. But it didn't feel like a wire work heavy, and and wire work is people doing somersaults. And and fighting each other in the air, climbing up bamboo stalks and fighting, flying inhumanly straight across the screen mm-hmm. at you know almost hovering as they kick yeah, in a fight. Right. But that's how it always is, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just because that's how you fight, Dan. Not, I mean, not I've, seen, I've seen so many of these films that it's like, isn't that how it really works? Oh, no, yeah. when you become a kung fu master, you can uh, you can jump fourteen feet laterally. You get the Buddha's palm yeah. going. Yeah. But before that, you have to carry this water up these hundred steps a thousand times. Yes, that works and, your leg muscles. And one thing I'd like to to mention, which was definitely practical and intentional, was the the extreme control of color in some of the scenes. Oh, yes. Oh, love it, love it, love it, love it. Once we got to the, quote, layer of the the flying daggers, they were dressed in light green that mirrored exactly the bamboo forest they were in. Right. Yeah, the only off-color were their hats, and even that was just like a muted tan yellowish. Dried bamboo. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I think part of it is the visual storytelling where they're part of the land. We represent the people in the land, Mm -hmm. whereas the government were in blue and dark blue. No natural colors. No natural. Yeah. Yeah. And and toward the end, as the love story... Became black and white. Progressed. Progressed. And there's no way to not spoil this. Spoil it. It's an old movie. It's all good. As everybody died... The, the the whole screen was white. Yeah. Yeah. Became white and colorless. They gave of themselves. They gave up themselves to the greater good of whatever it was they were fighting for, which was each other and not this big picture. So it's the kinda, big picture is blank. The, the, in the beginning of the film, you know, we're in a city, there's like a jail and like the colors are kind of, you know, dungy, sort of like urban. The colors are kind of. Or you know, brown, browns and grays. Browns and grays. Browns yeah. and grays. Eight ninety three urban, and then we progress to where there's this natural world with a group that is you know essentially Robin Hooding around to support uh, the support the poor, poorer classes, 
Um, a lot, a lot more orange, whites yeah, and yellows. There were some yellows and, and oranges in there, but mm. it was like, you know, and, gr- and green was m- sort of this. Muted greens. Muted greens. Yeah. But then we, we go from like, you know, being Cut. Robin Hood with green to like you, you're, you're living for your ideals and you're maybe living for love and that's white. It's like each, each color did have kind of a different, I don't know, a different tone yeah. in the movie. That it was meaningful. Like it, we yeah, all and, we all noticed it. And in conjunction with that, I would also say that the 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 film also kind of progressed through the seasons mm-hmm. as the act structure progressed toward yeah. its conclusion. It, it and, seems, and we definitely had a a summer, mm-hmm, an mm-hmm. early fall, a fall, and a winter. Yeah, as the climax happens. Yeah, the the winter was a happy accident. I was checking the trivia and. For the final climactic battle in Ukraine, it unexpectedly snowed on them. And they had already shot some of the fight scene. They thought, well, this is perfect. This, this final scene will end with like all white. It'll match our, uh, the tones we're going for. Yeah. Plus, you know, red red blood on white snow. Always a, a always good visual to, to look at. D- uh, not Disney. But, the people who did Snow White so long ago, right. they got it right. But it, I mean, it was cool though too to see like the snow accumulating and yeah. realize like the the time that's passed. As, it, it, these like, guys have been fighting so long. It made it yeah. into like this epic, well, and, epic thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I would say it, it, the unhappy accident amplified their intention. Yeah. Because prior to that, they were all already tending toward gray, and and as yeah, as the yeah. the initial lovers split. One of them was on the side of the screen with birch trees, which are mm-hmm. white, black, and gray. Mm-hmm. And the other one was against, I don't know which species of tree, but the, the tree had kind of fall colors, still light greens, gray trunks, but they were definitely... A, a more natural, m- typical tree More color. natural, typical tree. But, yeah. you know, both the, the, the that gray and that white on the screen was m- very different than the bright green bamboo forest that they had just been in. Right. That was almost supernatural. Yeah. The way that I'm sure exposure and playing with the, the film and everything. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm I sure there was a colorist that boosted some of yeah. the Oh yeah. The, this, this was totally the done, saturation. This was totally done on a computer. This was two thousand four. They, they everything got digitized, I'm sure. If not shot on digital. Bamboo doesn't look like that? No. Oh man. <laughs> Not usually, not that cut, not all of them looking that same shade of green. But th- that forest did have kind of a magical feel to it because oh, yeah. of like the the just the the color, the ambiance, and then like seeing, you know, all those bamboo stalks shooting straight yeah, up. That, in the I sky. mean, it was still intentional to have costuming, wardrobing mm-hmm. match the the same palette, as it were. Yeah. Oh of, yeah. Of course, of course. The bamboo forest. Yep. I mean, it definitely was intentional. And then they they had the colorist push those colors mm-hmm. and saturate mm-hmm. the right tone of green and yellow and drain out some of the reds and the the blues. So uh, like a visually a beautiful film. I uh, like I would say. Yes, I yeah, so. absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, no. I I've I've seen this film a few times. I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I've definitely watched it at least three times because I remembered most of it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a pretty interesting plot twisty thing towards the end versus you think it's one thing and then mm-hmm. it really turns into something else, but then it not really. And it's like jilted lovers. It's like, if I can't have her, no one can kind of vibe, which is well, kind of sad. But it's also like there's, yeah. yeah, you peel back the layers of the onion and like, you know, the plot changes and then the plot changes again and then the plot changes and you're like, didn't see this coming. I didn't see that coming either. Oh, yeah, yeah but didn't yeah. see that coming. 
So it's it's a film with a few surprises. I I, w- I appreciated that. Yeah, and the one cop who was undercover, you know, he felt really bad about killing, you know, his own men, killing, you know, the soldiers that came right. after them. He's like, you weren't supposed to do that. Why are you doing that? And yeah. you see, there's a lot of you know empathy that you build up for that character. Yeah. He's he's having to do something he doesn't that he knows is wrong. That so. the captain, uh, you mean? Yeah. Or the, uh, the Mr. Hero. Wind, Mr. Wind, Mr. Wind, Mr. Wind, yeah, Mr. Wind, our main character. All right, well. We've, we've been chatting now for a bit, and I think at this point we might break over to talking about some beers and a shot of Baijiu or Baiju. Or well, it, it, it has an interesting let, name. Let, let's toast to the new Chinese Lunar New, Chinese new Year. Year lunar of the Rabbits. Year. Cheers. Can't really hear us, but we're, 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 clinking. we're, we're clinking our glasses. And here we go. Bottoms up. It doesn't burn as bad as I thought it would, but it's pretty hard. So if you've ever had smooth, smooth. Oh, it's yeah. not that bad, you guys. No, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it definitely is distilled. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can tell you that much. It, so it, it tastes great. It tastes like a rice wine, like a sake. <laughs> yeah, it has kind of a sake vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, definitely, you want to have some water or something to chase it with because it's now going to burn a little bit. And a little it's little called Baiju. B a i j i u. Um, the one that we're drinking is from Vin Distilling, V i n n, and that's out of Wilsonville, out of Wilsonville, Oregon, Oregon outside of Portland. <laughs> so these guys, uh, you can find them at most local liquor stores. Uh, they are distributed um, across the Portland area. I don't know if they're up in Washington, but they they make vodka. They make two. They make this and then a premium version of this, which is probably not as harsh, but it's all naturally distilled. Mm-hmm. That's and too cool. It's, it's really nice. It's 100% rice uh, with this one that we're having. And you can kind of tell. Like, there's a little sweetness um, that, that comes kind of in the mid-back mid, yeah. mid back palate uh, before it does get, like, a little harsh. I wouldn't describe it as harsh. It's, or very it's harsh. not too bad. Right. Yeah, I, it's I'm not, not, I'm not, not one, as mellow as sake, but it's... Yeah, I'm not one for liquor, home. so anything distilled just mess, just hits me hard. <laughs> All right. That's, what, just, that's just me. What's our, uh, what's, our, uh, um, what's our proof on that, Blake? Does it say... 40% or 80 proof. 80 proof. 80 proof? Yeah, so 40% alcohol. Mm-hmm. Not too right. bad. For 40 proof, it, I didn't get a lot of alcohol burn, I have to say. They, yeah. they did a it nice was, job it was with fine. that. Yeah, it was it's good. good. So I applaud them. Thank you for making good, I would say, traditional Chinese liquor available here in the States, especially like locally, locally. I've not seen any. I mean, you can find soju and you can find. Uh, a lot of different sakes. Well, sake one is out in forest. Uh, yeah, there's know, local like, sake makers yep. here in the Portland area. But I'm I'm really glad we have uh, this really kind of interesting. Uh, I guess you'd say cultural appreciation uh, here on the podcast. Well, what good artists create, but great artists steal. Is yes, that, they uh, do. Yeah. It's <laughs> certainly better than cultural appropriation. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, oh, we're avoiding that. Yeah. We're good. Right. At, we're good people. Okay, so the first beer that we tried, and again, uh, we knew what we were watching. I went on an expedition looking for Chinese beers or beers imported from China, not necessarily made exclusively with Chinese ingredients. D- Dan traveled uh, alone in, in a long distance with on horseback with beautiful string, and afar. with beautiful string music in the background and. Uh, the, the 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 vibrant yellows and greens of Portland behind him. Yeah, so this and is found <laughs> a green bottle six pack uh, Yanjing Yanjing beer, which is imported Beijing Yanjing Brewery Co yes. Ltd. Oh geez, here we go. <laughs> Brian's Brian's playing the appropriate music in the background as we're reading this. So four point seven percent. Not playing it well, but uh, playing it. This this 
This is a, kind of a sweet grain and cereal malts. There's a little bit of caramel and molasses, uh, citrus fruits on the on the front. Uh, it, it doesn't actually change flavor much as it warms up, which is nice. It is a green bottle, so I was expecting it to be a little bit more skunked, but it wasn't. No, no. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, I, considering I, it was off the shelf and not out of a cooler. I tell you, it's a, like there's a sweetness to it. Um, yeah, in, I, I in, caught that. Yeah. I, I would say, if, if for, like, any food that you had that has some, like, MSG. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this would be a great companion to oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, or you know, even on a hot day, on a hot day, this would be really satisfying. Maybe it's a little too sweet for like the hottest days of the year. Maybe like a spring day, like it's yeah. we just got like, the winter chill. Your things are trying to get a little toastier. You can wear shorts. You you just did. Uh, you you hiked three way stations on the Great Wall of China. And yeah, ready, yeah, uh, like yeah. Ooh, that would it. be really good. That but would be uh, very good. Yeah. But but you know, traditionally, most premium loggers or loggers like this, which are adjunct based, this has probably got a lot of rice in it is going to be lower alcohol, and this is like 4.7. So it's a little bit more forward and bigger than lagers from, right, this, right. from Asia tend to be. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. It doesn't taste like it. I'm just giving you that fair warning because some of them can be really, really light, like down around 3%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this one is not. I think it matched the movie really well, Agreed. especially early on. It was like we didn't really get a night scene except one at like the middle yeah. mark, I think. Yeah, while they're while they're escaping through the woods, they stop and have a fire. Yeah, and, and like, then like in the bamboo forest, it, it was just you couldn't tell what time of day it was, actually, that, which adds that magical quality. If I have like a green lens filter over my glasses, and I or if I'm in a bamboo forest that Ooh. feels a bit magical, I want to drink this beer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there it, you go. It's in a green bottle. It's got a little sweetness to it, which matches the sweetness of this blossoming love affair yeah, in the yeah. film, right? Definitely. Uh, thumbs up on this uh, wonderful beer. Um, I want to say it was less than $10 for the six-pack. I don't know uh, how many different shops it's going to be available, but definitely if you have some finer bottle shops, um, probably I-, I would say the big ones like John's Marketplace, definitely Belmont Station had it. I don't know about any of the smaller ones in that. Do you think it's a total wine and more would carry it across yeah, anywhere think, in the U.S.? Yeah, total wine okay. and more might carry something like this. I know they definitely are going to have Sing Tao, which is the next one we're going to talk right. about. But yeah, I mean, this is an interesting. I had never had it before. Likewise, so I, I was pleasantly surprised. I'd say uh, probably any shop that has a, like a good international section. Yeah. Um, the, the good call. Good call. Yeah. And and there are again a lot of beers from like Taiwan and in uh, Chinese adjacent countries, but if you can't find well, this one, find something else that might go well with like it as a premium lager. Singa lager-er. from from yeah. Thailand is is good. Uh, Hita, Hita from Korea. Yep. Uh, Sapro from Japan. Yeah, or Bami Ooh, I've, had, I've had Saf- Safro. Sapro. Sapro. It Sa- comes uh, in little I, I'm wisps. I'm not. I'm seriously yeah, trying no. to figure Sa- it out. Sapro. Oh, so Sapporo heavy or Sapporo. Okay, okay, okay. It, it comes in these big oil cans. Yeah. <laughs> the big cans. I'm, I'm trying to genuinely learn. You guys are making fun of me. We, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> oil can, like, <laughs> all the sushi places carry it. Yeah. I always get water at the sushi. Like, there's just so much oh. ice. Well, that's why you don't have the Sapporo. Then. That's why That's yeah. what I'm genuinely asking. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. the only other one that I can think of is uh, <laughs> you can find it a lot of places. And maybe Vietnamese restaurants would be Bami Ba or 33, which is real similar to this as well. It's is a rice lager. I've had right. it a few times. Gary always touts about it because it is, you know, something he drank when he was in Vietnam. So what's a, like? Oh, I was thinking uh, that's Cronenberg, seventeen seventy six. That is not from Asia. No, <laughs> you can probably get it to Asia, no, but no, don't go from there. It is not. No. All right. So, it's Brian, good, any thoughts on this uh, green bottle? Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it went well with the film, and the, like I said, the light sweetness went very well with the blossoming romance. 
It did. And it, it probably didn't hurt that we had a big old bunch of Chinese food before we watched the film. So it's like, yeah, we're ready for some light lagers because yeah, we had a lot yeah. of heavy food. So yeah, if you're going to eat before, have something lighter to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Do you second... think this would match with popcorn at all? No. I never liked beer with popcorn myself. No. No. Unless it was flavored. And even then, questionable. Yeah. I don't even know like pretzels. I don't even I don't even think I like pretzels. I, w- I don't even think I'd want this with pretzels. Maybe Pre- like salted peanuts. Oh, that might work. Yeah. But this isn't moving a snack. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like I needed a snack with this beer because right. kind of it was a, uh, you know, kind of light and desserty. Yeah. Ooh, right. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, like maybe mochi or like the, you know, what are the oh, like, ed- mochi yeah. might mochi yeah. Would be cool. yeah it is work movie and a snack it is here we M- go movie and a mochi movie and a bite we don't want to get sued no yeah, movie yeah, and a mochi yeah. I'm out for movie and a mochi I'm, I'm on board <laughs> all right our second beer Dan <laughs> all right so we found a four pack of Tall Boys of Singtao which is usually in a green bottle I've oh, only four ever packs were out that's a bummer yeah so this is these big Tall Boys you know 16 ounce cans is about 4% 25 IBU there's a really interesting thing that I found off of uh, official marketing material that says Singtao is produced with spring water from the Laoshan a mountain area famous throughout China for the purity of its water. Ooh. The domestically grown hops used to brew Tsingtao are of such high quality that they are also exported to European breweries. Tsingtao also uses the finest yeast and barley imported from Australia and Canada in its brewing process. So in other words, they don't grow any grain locally to use, which is kind of weird. You'd that think it would be weird. adjunct that it would, I don't know. I It definitely doesn't taste like a rice lager to me. It definitely tastes like a European style lager. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. That might be why I liked it a little better. So kind of close to a Pilsner in vibe. That's probably why I liked yeah. it. it yeah. The, the hops though, the hops were really mild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all drank it and said, oh, it's got a little bit more bite to it than the first yeah. one. The first it, one was mild and it, sweet. It was a little more crisp even. Yes. Crisp, yeah. crisp. Got said a lot. I, I'd agree with it. Yeah, and and so this is out of a can and not out of a bottle. So again, if it's sitting in at room temp, cans are going to be your friend more than bottles are. But be forewarned, you just don't know if it's going to be heat struck. That's the one thing where it's going to open it up and it's going to stink really bad. This did not. These were actually both of these beers surprisingly yeah, were not heat good. struck or yeah. light struck. The green bottle tends to be a little bit more skunky because it does let light through. The brown bottles don't. That's why they use brown bottles more than green. Mm. Uh, green bottles, you're going to find like Heineken and Rolling Rock and, you know, the, the really, really skunky I use a brown beers. paper bag for my beers. Th- those beers yeah. are meant to be drunk a little fresher, aren't they? Correct. They shouldn't yeah. sit around. And I have no idea how long these have been on the shelf. You have no way of knowing because, you know, it's coming from China. Well, I believe that these the were... Side, imported exclusively by Paul Anner USA, White Plains, New York. Okay, so Polliner USA is is the same Polliner company out of either Holland or Belgium. Really? That and they That's also why it sounds familiar. They all have okay. beers. Polliner is also a label you can get at Prost. They make Ooh. German beers. Like ha- like I thought it was like hams or uh, like some of the bottom shelf. Uh, Ooh, I could go for some ham right now. Yeah, I would have old, some old, old German leftover in the fridge, which would be actually mm. not that far from this. It's, it's, it's similar. It's yeah. real similar. Nice. So, and that's not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's it's more similar to that. I like old German. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's got like this kind of a the bready malt aroma is kind of faint, but when you taste it, it's really kind of more malt forward. Uh, the sweetness, um, and there's just like that really gentle floral hop kind of hit on the mid back for me anyway. I don't know. You guys might get something different out of it, but it's pretty good carb. It's a good carbonation out of the can. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The bottle was not as carbonated as the can was, but that's mm-hmm. expected. 
other thoughts? I didn't get any sweetness. You, you mentioned sweetness on the back. I thought I not. I didn't get any. It might be why I liked it a little better. I liked both beers, and I think this one matched like that final fight scene pretty well. But oh yeah, definitely mm-hmm. the first yeah, one. Th- this one was good for the second half of the film, where kind of the th- things get a little more hints crazy. of betrayal and kind of more feelings. Lo- love <laughs> is more complex than just the puppy dog love, right? More daggers and, flying. And by around. the way, more people are going to die. <laughs> we we yeah. drank these in the right order, though. Like yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, Yanjing is definitely softer, happier, sweeter. Uh, Singtao dancing not that with silken robes. Not that it's unhappy, no, it's and not that cool it's not scene. dancing with silken robes. Um, but it is a, it's a little more complex. Um, there's a, there's a little bit more. I think we were saying acidity, a little more tartness or bite. Uh, I keep wanting to say the word crackle. I know it's not right, but crisp, crisp, crisp. crisp. Yeah, that's crisp. what I was. I was fishing around crisp, and I couldn't quite get there. But I was going to ask for you guys. Did you notice the Singtao change as it warmed up? Like, did it? Did it? Uh, I drank I, mine too fast. It was still the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it did warm up a little. More, but more data I, needed. I, I would say, I, I, would, I would say that yes, it probably did shift a little more to the hop, more more to the more herbal floral kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Not as sweet, like those hops kind less, of showed up as yeah. like I, less malt, the, yeah, less uh, malty. I I kind of liked it less as it warmed up, okay. but you know I don't like hop forward beer, so yeah, yeah. That's why you were throwing more of that around. that bitter flavors. <laughs> Kind of wasn't as good for me. Yeah, that's okay. why it says on the can and on the bottle, serve chilled. Right, because you want them to be really cold. You don't want them to warm up much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even it, though, like I said, this the the sweeter beer is not going to change as much, but that not a sweet beer is going to change it. How am I supposed yeah. to notice it's cold? There's no mountain that turns blue on the can. I know, right? Well, well, it, it is doing its best because it does say beer in three different languages. That's very even cool. Cerveza, I love that. I love the fact that it has cerveza on the can. Yeah. It says, right. Well, quite possibly four because I don't read Chinese kanji. So may, maybe yeah. it even says that. In, yeah, it, uh, it possibly could. And who knows if it's in Cantonese or in Mandarin. Or is it in the general? Isn't the writing cuneiform? The the kanji. The, the, the kanji. I think the kanji is kind of somewhat standardized, um, and I believe that like Cantonese is mostly spoken in the south, like especially Hong Kong. Um, I think Mandarin is Beijing and like everywhere else. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, but uh, well, I mean, China's got a thousand different small little languages too. Right. Right. Like it's, it's more complex, but. But yeah, I don't read either, so I couldn't tell you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nuts! We're, we're doing our best to channel our inner, you know, foreign yeah. language expertise. But if it was, I'm, not, co- I'm not even trying. I know to yeah. give up. If it was Korean, I could decipher it. I could do the hooks on phonics uh, version. Yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah. This is beer. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, hello. May I have a beer? Yeah. The, this is. I a, need more beers. I, I, I think we we had a good selection on the movie for celebrating and and watching some good cinema. Yeah. And, you know, we had some great food before we got back to the house to watch the film and these really interesting beers. Uh, I'm really happy I was able to find a few and we enjoyed the the shot of the the baijiu or baijiu or however you pronounce it. But this wonderful distilled spirits from here locally here in, in the Portland metro area. People doing good stuff. Keep it up. Simply from rice. Yep. It's pretty cool, though. I like it. It's good stuff. And I, I would recommend House of Flying Daggers if you haven't seen it. Agreed. Uh, I would say... It holds up. It holds up. It's, it's, a, it's an agelessly made film. Nothing in it's going to look dated. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, I, right. I would say it's also mostly kid-appropriate. Maybe PG thirteen. They might be a little mm. bored with the. Oh, they're going to be completely lack of action. Bored. Well, it depends on the kid. Yeah, yeah. Like I could see some kids thinking, "Oh, this is really cool," and then the parent, you know, talking through this is why the scene's happening. Right. But yeah. But as far as violence but, goes, not 
terribly gross. Yeah, just a couple places blood. where there's blood. Yeah, there's, but yeah. it's not gratuitous blood. It's, it's not, not like gratuitous no, no. and it's, gory. It's kind no. of like magical, like uh, kung fu fighting, though. Like where yeah. you know they're yeah. flying through the air and twisting and spinning. It's all it's like dance fighting. It's not a lot of bone cracking, crunching like in a Batman movie. It's like right. graceful, like a sling, single toe forward kicks since a guy flying backwards there, like, which is, I love that well, it's such a cool visual there's a reference to torture and there's a couple of scenes that have uh, that touch yeah. on like I would say like issues surrounding consent yeah, there are yeah, there's a couple of scenes two yeah. scenes at least that so I'd say that. like te- teenage well, yeah, young yeah, young yeah, teenage yeah. years yeah. at least but yeah it's this is nothing compared to what people see on TV anymore so well, correct yeah I, I think with the right audience if they are teenage or, or younger teenagers, they'll understand it if they're willing to sit through it, if they appiate martial arts films. That being said, don't give teens beers. I just realized. Yes. We well, we teenagers, have, this teenagers, is, we, teenagers. You know, <laughs> this is for the movie part of moving all the beer. Right, right? All right. Yeah, this, this is the movie Covering part. our bases. You can, you can do a snack and you can you can do non-alcoholic beer or non-beer. True. You, you can, can get do, mochi. You can get some mochi. <laughs> yeah. Snack yeah, mo- away. Mochi and 7-Up. You'll be burping all night. Yeah, Good Lord. You know. <laughs> I, I do want to say, though, that the one thing I noticed is that there weren't any side fights. This was only main characters fighting. A lot of the traditional hmm. uh, martial arts films that I've seen have s- the, the sidekick gets in a fight or there's a scene with like the guys in the clan getting an argument and they're, they're fighting in the restaurant yeah. or out front. Uh, like Kung Fu Hustle, yeah. I think like the, the main uh, dojo, like the, the, the mistress of the apartment complex, like she didn't even fight in the first couple of fight scenes. Oh yeah, so landlady. It was all her students. Yeah, the landlady. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So but. more of the crunchy violent stuff happens in those scenes. Without the lead. The leads, it's all choreographed, more beautiful movement. Highly skilled fighting. Highly skilled yeah, fighting yeah, where they yeah. don't waste energy because you, you said every time you do a swing and those dudes are just swinging all over the place when those kinds of scenes. That's why it was like, you know, you, someone had mentioned like, because when the, the guards are running through the forest and they're holding their shields with one arm and holding their blade out Yeah, I was like, why them, don't their arms get tired? Yeah, I, because they're skilled. They, they can hold it up there for all day long because that's what they get trained to do as a skilled fighter versus just someone who's swinging away. And I'm going to get off my, my uh, soapbox now. Your Kung Fu soapbox. Yes. Cause it's all about but, Kung Fu fighting. But I'd say I, this sounds like, I think we got like two, four, six, eight thumbs up for, for this movie. Yeah. Uh, I found it to be really entertaining. I, I thought, you know, the, the love story was like well embedded in everything else that was going on. There was some like on a historical context, but there was, you know, that the the visual spectacle of the landscape and the use of color, the 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 acting and the choreography. Uh, we did. Um, I'll disclose to our listeners: we watched a dub version, and that was a little awkward. Dis- it was or disheartening. A little janky in, in in some ways because the dialogue would pause sometimes to to match when their lips were moving, and. It could be William Shatner through. Yeah, it it, it kind of messed movie. up the acting. A little it bit. did. Oh, that's another was... piece of trivia. There was a scene where the uh, one was shirtless fighting a lizard man, but they thought it didn't really fit with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if, if there'll be versions of it depending on what service you're streaming it from, or if you have a DVD, you can probably select the language and select. Oh subtitles yeah, that's why I love DVDs. You, they'll give you everything under the sun. Easy so to find. so I would suggest, and this like um, as I had heard from a friend who is Chinese and knows both Mandarin and Cantonese who had said when they went to go see uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, the non, the non-dubbed are just straight subtitled. She said 
their lips are saying Cantonese, but you hear Mandarin. So oh. it's even dubbed even more. Like wow. it's that level deep. And she's like, she got really confused because she's like, I, I, I know what they're saying because I can lip read, but then they're they're saying something else in a, in a language I also know. But it's like it didn't always match up. So even then, so you just don't ever really know. So I'm okay right. with with these kinds of films. Like if it's right. dubbed, I'm okay. I don't. It, I'm not going to be able to understand it anyway. Right. So subtitles are not. I mean, the dub version was okay. Wasn't or the voice acting that was done wasn't bad, but it did. They paced it so that it matched when the I, mouse I, were moving. Yeah. Americans are easily confused. We <laughs> are, but I'll say like I I am like I don't like the I'm I am a, uh, a purist. purist. <laughs> I am a purist. I am a subtitle guy, and I still enjoyed this watching the dub version. It, it was worth it. Was worth it. I, I yeah. yeah. You could suspend your belief enough. I could, and even for like a, a dagger to like have a rotation that stops rotating while it's throwing, and like, then angles and angles, then curves. angles and curves just right to strike has, where it needs to strike. That beautiful sound effect because the thrower is just that skilled. Yet yeah, the sound design in this was pretty amazing. Yeah, in I pointed out when all just the bamboo, the, sound the bamboo stalks yeah. hitting the ground. I was like, this sounds amazing. Good, good heavy thunk. The, the right, beans yeah. hitting the drums. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and when a, when a blow connected in a fight too, there was almost like a drum, like you you know yeah yeah. yeah. Kept calling back to that initial bean drum scene. The bean drum scene. Yep. Yeah. And if you've seen Shen Yun, you'll understand what they're doing. The dance is like that. It's really cool. Long sleeve, silky, very nice. Anyway, so thanks for listening and hanging out, everybody. You're welcome. Uh, you know, we we really like this film. Find some good beers if you can find some Chinese beers. Do so, or some Asian beers of some sort. I think something lighter. Is very appropriate for yes. this. Yep. Yeah, yep. stick to light. Stick to the lighter stuff. Keep it easy. Keep it accessible. Yes. And as always, the opinions expressed during the taping of this recording are those of the hosts. And I am been drinking some water because my hydro homie over here hooked me up. And if you don't hydrate, I'll dihydrate you. Yes, with a with a dagger, with many daggers thrown from a cl- across the Listeners, room. I'm holding like twenty daggers and you're just <laughs> flying around the room. <laughs> and the daggers are actually made of ice because they'll become water to hydrate. Yeah, oh, exactly. I, I say on theme like a Batman villain. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening and hanging out. This is Dan signing out. This is Aaron. Happy Year of the Rabbit. Blake says bye. And Brian says, remember, eat your fortune cookie or your fortune won't come true. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.